opportunity to hear your word, to act on it, respond to it, <coughs> embrace it as your truth and the truth that we hold dear. We thank you so much, Lord, for the truth of God's word, that it's, it's something that we want to, to uh, focus on, hide it in our hearts, meditate on it, renew our minds to it. Thank you. That's so much power in your holy word. We thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So uh, today we're going to continue talking about if it's impossible, call on God. Amen. Impossible? Call on God. Amen. Uh, We talked last time about how um, uh, impossible things like saving a soul that that's kind of something that we kind of fall into thinking it's impossible uh, when you start looking at um, individuals that you're praying for especially if you get discouraged or it's taken a while or you look kind of tend to look on the negative side of things um, sometimes it would seem impossible that a person would worship God and lift up holy hands in the sanctuary uh, like the rest of the saints do but um, that's when we think about salvation that's a picture that it paints it's a, a living relationship with God and so oftentimes when we look at these things we forget that God works on the heart we're looking at behavior and he's looking at the heart which eventually affects the behavior but sometimes God's not there yet with an individual and so it's it's good to stay focused on what the word says at all times with all individuals with all people and so there are many things that we're going to face in life that may not change rapidly and may not change immediately but if we hold on to God's word they will change and so uh, sometimes converting a soul you know getting somebody from unrighteousness to righteousness seems impossible uh, even even after the change is made uh, it's impossible to some people uh, I was thinking about Todd White's uh, conversation with his relatives you know when he got married and, and uh, had cleaned his life up they were still treating him like a sinner you know treating him worse than a sinner actually because sinners you try to want to put your witness face on for them so they can come over you want to provide a bridge for them to come over into the kingdom and so they were like uh, and see that's the impossibility of of, uh, that salvation thing I mean the real thing now it's funny how we'll get relaxed around people just because they come to church you know as though an action can save them See, we we are works-minded people sometimes. And so we need to leave the salvation up to God. In fact, the word tells us salvation belongs to the Lord. But we do have to continue to believe for those things because it is our faith and our intercession. You know, as a as an intercessor, you want to be full of faith for these things, especially impossible situations because that's where we need the church. We don't need the church for the possible. We need the church for the impossible and so when we start understanding that with God all things are possible that means with our believing that all things are possible with him he must be included in it before it will happen and I think once we do begin to hold on to God's word and believe God's word 
then we can see these impossible situations turn around but many times we're just discouraged and we shrug our shoulders and you know look to something else or we're upset about it because we don't take God into these situations and believe him to get the impossible uh, made possible for us and many times you know uh, um, how many times have we been told uh, say like on a job that there's no money for an increase in salary or something like that and then God comes through for us just because we've been believing and we're you know everybody's kind of astounded you know that that came out it didn't come out of nowhere it came out of our faith and it came out of our prayer and it came out of God's word so just because people tell you a certain thing is impossible don't limit yourself Uh, many times you move from one level of of life to another say for instance if you're your retirement age and you move into retirement you're told you're on a quote-unquote fixed income Mm -hmm. like it won't ever change and if we accept that as truth even though God tells us everything we set our hands to and we'll prosper and we can increase and all that kind of stuff and that's in the word but if you allow your circumstances to dictate your future it will stay there so we have to be careful about natural information kind of zipping in and it, it it's real subtle you know the way it comes in it just comes as a little word here and there and you give uh um take thought for it you know you you give it considerate and uh, that consideration is usually the first nail you know first this is pulling the lid down on the coffin you know and so we have to be careful to always take the lid off for God and just you know let him free so that he can do the impossible but if you think about it there's impossible situations all over the place that if we would invite God and God in his word into them we can see him turn it around and, and it keeps us from getting stale and it keeps us from being discouraged and feeling um, you know lacking enthusiasm for what we do and, and then effect, eventually that affects you don't do as good a job and then the boss notices and you get kicked to the curb you know that kind of stuff so faith really keeps us encouraged faith for the impossible keeps us encouraged that that there is an answer and God will make that answer known Uh, I was uh, thinking too about sometimes with healing uh, we're not going to talk specifically about healing today but that's one of the areas where God constantly shows people that he can do the impossible uh, we've been praying for a friend of Shannon's that had um, a kidney transplant and from what she was saying you know it, as far as the doctors were concerned it looked like her body was rejecting the kidney and they didn't know why and it was looking pretty bleak but she encouraged people to pray for her and ask for prayer and wanted to keep her faith up and and then pretty soon the doctors find the problem you understand what I'm saying and so it, it can be remedied but when the problem's not uncovered it looks pretty bleak you know and so we have to be careful as believers that we stay on the side of believing not the side of bleakness because there's enough there's enough of that to go around already so we we just have to and so our faith really is what causes God to do the impossible is our faith is what gets him invited to the party so to speak and gets him in there so that he can work that 
that out. Um, I was thinking too about the the miracle at Cana uh, when uh, Mary came up to Jesus and said, "They have no wine," and uh, at first he turned her down. You know, and I think that's pretty common. You know, it seems like we get a turn down from God or we get a turn down and our hearts are somehow it's like the the atmosphere is not supporting uh, what we're looking for. You know, it seems like the least of anybody's concern as to whether or not uh, the people at the party had enough wine. And so uh, but God's concerned about everything that concerns us. He doesn't care what you ask for really. I mean as long as it's you know not illegal and not uh, harming anybody you know it has to be something that goes along with his will but man there's a lot of room for us to to have a good time if we realize that his will toward us toward the righteous is always uh, gracious toward us you know he just opens up the red carpet and allows us so many opportunities to to uh, have a good life when he says he gives us life and that more abundantly he means that he means start believing him for things more abundant because he certainly has them for us and so and he takes care of what he he um he provides you got me he'll provide the payment for it and everything so i i've seen this happen too where people will make the mistake of believing god asking god for something and then in the process of him bringing it to them and working it out they start taking away from it you know, a little bit let's let's pull this out let's pull that out like god really couldn't afford it when he gave it to you and then pretty soon it's you're down the road and it's so dismantled and taken apart whereas if you would have believed him to do exceeding and abundantly beyond all you could ask or think you get that and more see this is this is the trick of the mind the carnal mind that will come in there it's like you ask in faith receive in shock and then unbelief comes in and starts to pull away from it uh, you know so that you don't have uh, the you don't even have what God first what you first asked God for you know your your unbelief and your fear can start removing things from that I was talking to somebody I told them years ago they were having a house built and they God gave me this and God said okay well God gave it to you so let him complete it so in the completing process when they go through and start going getting through with the builder and all of that they decided to put off finishing something then it's 15 12 15 years later it's still not finished you got me so the thing is let God do it while he's doing it because he knows us and he knows if we sit and look at it what we're really doing is we're fearful because fear always puts things off faith goes forward faith is now fear is what tells you give me time i'm working on it you know well i want this and i well, see i just don't want anything that's fear you got me that's fear talking because he doesn't want to commit to something because he's scared all the time if you go 10 years he'll still be there telling you you can't do something 
because and God gave it to you uh, already but still we allow fear to, to you know pull away from it and cause us to diminish uh, what God can do and I think that's when when God's offended because we start shrinking back and it makes him look bad you know even to other believers if you say well God I prayed and look what God gave me gave me this wonderful thing and you start putting uh, uh, things in it that he didn't order or you don't want it because you think it's too expensive or blah this or I'll put it off till later when I can afford that's not God he didn't give that to you like that not him if he gave it to you he gave it to you with peace intact nothing missing nothing broken everything accounted for everything in order everything working well a whole he gave you a whole situation he didn't give you parts of it so if we're laboring under parts of something we're laboring under our own fear and what we need to do is repent and come out in faith and say God you know, you see what I've done now I've done this again I'm, I have a habit of doing this sometimes God and here I am again being scared and so and, and let him know that 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 you you know own your fear you got me and then get rid of it you got to own it first confess it and then get rid of it you can't pretend like it's not there like you you're not scared of something and so once you stare that thing in the face and say okay this is what's troubling me here this is what's got my mind and then you can let God have it then because you acknowledge that's the thing that's standing between you and him you know it's like you know if uh, if you're on the internet writing you're married person on the internet writing letters love letters to somebody that's on your computer assign your name to it and your husband or your wife catch you it's what it's like when we give in to fear and we belong to God you got me you're cheating on him and so if he catches you on your little computer or on your mind you got to tell him okay God I see that you caught me I'm sorry I was over here dating and I'm married I'm supposed to be committed to you so I can't do this anymore it's the same thing because we start going after other ideas other gods and the god of fear wants to run our lives and so once something gets impossible it's because usually fear has pinned us in to such a degree we can't see god anymore and so you got to own that you got to say well that's what that is that's if i give it into fear again here it is again my same old my old boyfriend fear telling me what I can't do and what I can't have and so you've got to uh, uh, acknowledge that and bust your way out of it I I used to um, uh, when I was getting uh, better from from a nervous breakdown uh, I can remember uh, the psychiatrist telling me he said well he said you know some of these things are going to be there you know he just can't just get rid of stuff and it's gone forever and then when I would read the Bible it would talk about the enemy going leaving Jesus for a season you know and so it was a season he came back again and uh, you know I remember Brother Hagen I would read his books and he said um, uh, some woman was complaining about the devil and she said well I just wish he wouldn't bother me and he said well lady you can't uh, he said you can't keep the birds from flying overhead but you can keep him from making a nest in your hair 
And I remember that by what you consider it determines what kind of impact it has. That that idea can come and it can go just as quickly as it came to you it can leave. But you got to acknowledge what it is that's coming and going. And so I can remember the psychiatrist saying, he said, well, he said, you can think of fear as in many different ways. He said, uh, he said, fear is like a, a companion that you pick up and take for a ride in your car. And he said, he's either in the driver's seat or in the passenger seat or you can put him in the back seat. And so I said, well, how come, can I put him in the trunk? You know, he said, no, you can't. He said they never go in the trunk. Because when they're in the trunk you're deceiving yourself. You're trying to pretend that it's not there. The worst thing in the world for trying to overcome something is to pretend that it's not there. He said you can let it be even be in the passenger seat trying to influence your driving. He said put it in the back seat. You know where it is. You don't let it get up front and you don't give it the keys. You got me? So so it's it's a good way to look at sometimes I think overcoming uh, these different forces and different spirits that want to speak to us and make us us feel that nothing is going to happen good for us because God cannot do the impossible so that's really the bottom line for most of this negative thinking is it's to talk you out of believing God for the impossible and so there are many things that will seem impossible to us uh, because they they get out of our reach and we allow fear to start to dictate to us but they are possible with God so in Luke chapter 1 and uh, we know this story about the birth of Jesus Luke uh, chapter 1 and verse 37 tells us for with God nothing shall be impossible nothing shall be impossible so here uh, when we were talking before about salvation that's something that's a little kind of you know even though we seem to be concerned and we feel we're involved because it may involve a loved one it might <clears throat> involve the co-worker or somebody that we know um, it, we're a little more detached from that because we know we can't save anybody and we know that but then there are some things that are impossible that we're a little more connected to that involve us and so here we see Mary in a situation impossible situation where she had to be involved in it and I think sometimes that's that's the thing that can make us or break us as long as we're expecting God to just move these things and we don't have to do anything but pray and watch and you know take them to church or encourage them a little bit with the word or something after they're saved then we're fine but if there are things sometimes that we have to play a part in and we have to play a part of overcoming in it then it makes it a little bit more um I guess more threatening for us, more fearful for us or whatever. There's a little more we're more invested in it. In other words, sometimes just the fact that we're involved if you're not in a good mood about yourself, that can turn you way off. You know cuz oh, oh gosh, I'll never do that. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, you know, you go through all that and you know have a little fit on the floor and everything and uh 
<laughs> you know, they come in and find you in a little heap in the corner, all because an idea came to you of something that involves you for a change, and, and you think it's impossible. I remember when I, I first started to preach and minister, and people would say, oh, oh boy, that was so good, and that really didn't, and I'd say, huh? You know, because under the anointing, uh, you know, you you know you're aside from that that's not you really so much god put that there but under the anointing if you give yourself over to it more and more it it really is pretty much outside of you uh oftentimes and so you have a hard time getting back into your your mind where you come together as a person that delivered a message but it's the same way when we think about things that uh, we have to participate in, I guess you can put it that way, and God's involved in, especially if it's something that's new for you or foreign to you or something that, that is a challenge for you. And so we're going to be challenged by many things in God, you know, many things. But I think the nice thing about God is he does take us a step at a time. Uh, he doesn't kind of like plunge you over into... Uh, uh, like for instance if you you you're fearful of witnessing the people he's not going to send you over to a foreign country where you got to lead a ministry and lead a team of people evangelizing you know i mean he might uh, but you'd have to be really sensitive to the holy spirit the spirit and be obedient or you just live in fear the whole time you know your mind will be gone and so god has to and that's the, the where the renewing of the mind is so important uh, when god gives you something to do or he tells you uh, you're going to get involved in something the, the usually the first thing a person will ask God is how am I going to do this who's going to teach me who's going to show me especially if you don't have any training any under lack understanding all those things you want to fill in those missing gaps you know kind of like Moses did uh, give me the fine details God because the person you're talking about don't sound like the person that I know I am right. and so <laughs> oh, here he is running from the law and all that and God tells him we got to go back there and face those people he'd rather do anything but that uh, and so and, and sometimes we're that way you know I remember a couple times I was uh, when I was newly saved I'd go back say like some of my old uh, friends or somebody would call me and invite me for lunch or something like that and and I think well what am I going to say to these people what how will I explain to them where I've been and what I've been doing and and all that kind of stuff and God always opened the door for me to you know he's in it he will help you to share it the way he wants you to share it and so it's it was it always worked out you know that that he did it but you know I kind of had to grow into that he wouldn't save you one day and then plunge you into that world in fact he really closes the door on the world to most of us I know I found that you know use most of those people you knew before you knew Christ you don't even find them anymore when you're newly saved that's because he loves us huh and that what a honeymoon's all about you you get away from everything else that's familiar and you focus on the one true love you know finally so it, it's a good thing that that happens all them old boyfriends are gone all them old people who don't want to be around you and all that kind of stuff so there's a protection around you when you come into the things of God and so <clears throat> but anyway 
We're talking here about uh, Mary and her involvement in this miracle, this impossibility uh, in God. And so in uh, verse in Luke chapter 1, I guess in verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee uh, named Nazareth, a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin who was a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary the angel came into her and said hail thou who art highly favored the Lord is with you blessed are you among women and so this angel speaking to her starts a chain of impossible events I believe if you have an angelic visitation that ain't cheap baby you need to focus pay attention and and sit up and and, uh, take notes because that starts the impossible situations you couldn't have prayed that up you couldn't have thought that up you couldn't have planned that in a million years these things happen sovereignly by God and just as he initiates these supernatural occurrences by the counsel of his own will he does everything else involved after the counsel of his own will all he expects from humanity is a simple obedience and a simple trust in him once you start on the road of trusting God for the impossible you need to stay on that road because I just believe that that when you have that kind of faith it's an investment in the earth it's not just for you uh, to get whatever it is you need from God for that time faith is always an investment in the earth whenever uh, God gives you revelation and it works for you that is for the earth it's not just for one person we're a family in God we're the family of God I can remember people it just seems that if God does something for you and you start sharing that by way of testimony whenever that testimony ceases something of significance kind of leaves you know and I understand that the, you know they might be times where you have more opportunities to share than others but I think that's part of what you can pray as well is ask God to open more doors for you to share his goodness with people because those things are, are valuable you know I mean the reason somebody sits with a miracle and somebody sits without is a, is a matter of faith and sharing testimony oftentimes and so I think as you as as you live your life you can certainly pray for God to keep that testimony alive out here on the earth keep it fresh for people keep it where you can can minister life to somebody else with it uh, because it's ministered life to you so when God starts getting involved supernaturally like this you better hold on to your hat because and just go along for the ride you need to cooperate with everything you don't need to get too testy you don't need to flip over in the flesh and start printing cards and all that kind of stuff and you know having a uh, they have a, a release party and all that kind of stuff you know come on now this is we're working this is the work of the ministry folks you don't have to promote anything God's doing through you you got me 
All you have to do is stay faithful to it. Now if that means letting people know it's available, that's one thing. But this business of promoting it and pumping it up and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we need to leave that to, to God to make it go where it needs to go. So anyway, it says here, um, the angel came to her and said, Hi, (laughs) you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. So the angel reassures her that he's coming for a blessing and not to judge her. Not to cut her off or anything like that. It could go both ways. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and was thinking in her mind what manner of greeting this is. and What's he talking about? I'm blessed and highly favored. I think sometimes some of us who say we're blessed and highly favored should cast it about in our minds first <laughs> before we spit that out. You know, sometimes you know that was like the little Christian catchphrase for a season there. How we're high? How are you blessed and highly favored? Oh boy, <laughs> one of those. But uh, you know what I'm saying? She's thinking in her mind. What's he talking about? Verse thirty. The angel said to her, "Don't be afraid." You have found favor with God. Favor with God takes away the fear in these situations. It it just does. It takes away the fear in these situations. And it it, it enables you. It's a it's a level of grace that enables you to proceed into impossible situations with the confidence of God. You don't have to shrink back. You don't have to be concerned about who um, who knows what and who's doing what. You can proceed in full faith and confidence in God because you're able to see what God's doing. See, you're uh, when you take those take that blinder of fear off of you, and you cast that aside, and you put on the favor of God. Then that is like it's like night and day. You change filthy rags and, and withdrawing and feeling inadequate. You trade that in for a total confidence in God and, and a faith that, that strengthens you and helps you and sustains you for what you need to go through. So that favor really is the key. When that, when that garment comes upon you, that is when you have the full confidence of going forward in God. So the angel had to bestow that upon her to give her the confidence that God was with her. That this isn't, there's nothing bad going to happen to your life, Mary. You're a blessed person. I've come here in peace and I'm giving you reassurance that whatever it is that God's going to present to you is going to work out. Favor means that there's a favorable outcome. There's a favorability here. It means the best of the blessings of God is his favor. And so he says, Behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. So before he gives her any any details he makes sure that she's what we call in the spirit of God. She hears by his spirit and she's not 
you know, clinging to that fear anymore. She kind of let that go. And now her ears are attentive to hear what God has to say. I think that's a, a major thing that we need to do when we hear prophecy or when we hear anything is to make sure that we have a confidence that God's speaking to us and whatever he gives us we can receive it and we could make something of it and go forward with it because many times you know when you hear prophecy and you're not sure it's God or you don't you don't understand all that that means you can kind of stand outside of it and kind of judge it or you know not let it be received by you but you can there is a place where you can step into the realm of the spirit where God's word is what we call easy to be entreated you know you can say that it'll give you a witness it'll match up with something that you've got on the table some kind of request you've got on the altar that kind of thing so that you can let those words go in because mixing them with your faith is going to be vital for you to see that impossible thing become possible because Mary sure has a, a hurdle to overcome here when you talk about what she's about to bring forth in God and and I think that's true with a lot of us you know what difference does it make uh, being pregnant without any kind of insemination artificial or anything like that and certainly not the natural way because she's not married and God's not pushing her up to to fornicate you got me and so you know the, here's a, a great big impossibility here you notice okay wait a minute uh, that kind of thing and so but I don't know what's harder that or or believing for for a marriage to come back together after so many years or or a child to that was wayward to start to worship God again is there God I mean there, there, a, a, a brick walls a brick wall folks if it's standing between you and what God's promised you it doesn't make any difference what what kind of wall it is or what the wall's preventing from happening and so she needs that reassurance she needs that understanding she needs that uh, desirability and that favor he says you be, be uh, you'll conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus he shall be great and be called the son of the highest and the Lord will give unto him the throne of his father David and so here she finds herself as she's thinking in her mind these things sound familiar it sounds like somebody we've talked about I've heard about in scripture could I be the one Huh? Well, somebody's got to be the one. Huh? That's probably what we think sometimes when we think about our role in certain things that seem hard for us. See? Impossible with man. And so when we think about these things it might seem like, boy, this is, how's this ever going to happen? This just seems like unreal and and if God spoke them to you you need to hold on to that because he's the only one who can make it real and can keep it from being totally impossible See? what's possible not possible with man is possible with God how we doing over there with the time Miss Wanda how many okay alright praise God okay it says I asked her thank you. Amen. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. So when God starts to talk to us in terms of things that are everlasting. 
of things that won't stop. And this is the, the thing you got to notice about God. Whatever he gives you, he intends it to last forever. I mean, it's yours forever. It, it's, it's, and I don't understand how people can receive from God sometimes and then stay nervous and worried about losing things. If God gave it to you and there was a reassurance and a faith on it in your, on your part, and you were able to bring it in, it's going to go to its its conclusion. It's going to be there throughout your life. Um, you can't sit in fear of something that God gave you not being a joy to you, not being uh, a blessing to you, not being in your life forever. Uh, God doesn't get involved in temporary things. Everything he gets involved in is eternal. If he gives you a, a marriage and children, he expects that family to be a blessing to you throughout your entire life. And in generations after, the grandchildren will be a blessing as well. And so these are the things we have to keep in mind when you, when God singles you out like this and you get involved in it, you follow it out because that's the best ride you'll ever have in your life. You're going you're gonna to find out that at the end of it, God will take care of it. He will bless you through it. He'll increase on it. All of that he has in mind. So don't don't get involved in permanent things and then put a temporary tag on it. You know, it came to you as something, if it's God, he gave it to you to last forever. He gave it to you to bless you forever. He gave it to you uh, to be in your life forever. And so we, we have to really remember those things. I think people make their mistakes sometimes when they get married and then the marriage doesn't seem to work out. Well, God didn't bring us together. Well, that doesn't matter. You can get him involved anytime you want to. He knew you was a train wreck when you stood up there lying to each other the first time. Hmm? Making vows, telling lies. Huh? Most people don't even believe what they they sit up there and they say till death do us part. And they're thinking in the back of their mind, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can always do. Sure. Sure. Because people just want to preserve themselves. They don't want to, you know, and they think, well, you know, they say that. But what if? You know, all that kind of stupid stuff. And so God will, will hold us to those vows. See, they're made before him. And it's it's his his witnessing those vows that makes you able to say those things and mean them and then you're able to keep your vow just because he witnesses that you got it and so when when we now if you're same sex people of course he's not in that stuff but that's the only exception huh these heterosexual couples that want to well, everybody gets married God don't join them together are you stupid Huh? What do you think marriage is? You think it's just something to to get up there and say? You don't think there's anything real spiritually going on there with the exchange of those words? When you do that, you that makes it a, a lock on that because God instituted marriage. All you're doing is is accepting a spiritual bond that He created at the beginning of of creation. You know it. I don't care if you don't didn't think you were going to last or you didn't really mean it or you weren't sure. You know, God's still there to uphold it if you'll get involved with him. And so the good thing about um, 
something like that 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 has a covenant and God honored covenant in it is that you can make it a wreck by your bad living with your spouse but if you'll turn to God he'll help you bring it back together the right way so that's a blessing to me that's a miracle to me when you see the condition of some of these people's marriages and households and you know all you got to do is watch that nanny program and you'll see how crazy people are you know as a couple's taking their kids out driving them around till three in the morning so they'll get sleepy <laughs> just because a kid won't stay in bed well you didn't make him stay in bed how's he going to stay in bed if you're driving him around people have lost common sense folks God gives you children he gives you common sense wisdom to take care of them properly God didn't tell them to drive them kids around but you know what God people don't think about God in situations like that therein lies the problem so they rather go on a TV program, be embarrassed and look stupid in front of national television and get on the knees beside the bed and ask God for help in raising their children. Stupid can you be? Anywho, let me get back to Mary. So she hears Mary hears prophecy about this child she's gonna have. Verse thirty three, he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end now that's been spoken in in the uh, nation of Israel really slaves more or less to Caesar to the Roman government so even that he's going to be a king to reign forever well how's that going to happen because the Romans run everything around here Rome's the only government is a one world government at this time and Rome runs everything so how am I going to bring a king forth all of these things can be challenged by our unbelief see if you look at what's going on in the natural it will present a a severe challenge to the words that God's speaking to you but at the end of the conversation all you have to do is do what Mary said and said well yeah okay this is you say so let it be unto me according to your word not according to my doubt not according to the world system not according to anything that's going on in here naturally I don't want the natural to happen I want your words to happen Amen. This is very important. It's an important aspect of confronting the impossible in your life is to reject what the natural says. Reject it totally. And sometimes you might have to do a little work with yourself to get those ideas out of your mind. Because by now they've grown and they've sprouted roots and they've got little shoots and little babies running around and everything. So you've got to cut all of that off so that that discontinues growing in your thought life. Because it will entangle you. It will entangle the promise that God has for you. It will get caught up in those weeds of the, the natural system that's dictating that this won't happen. And so <clears throat> she says then she has a question. And she said to the angel how will this be? How? How's this going to happen? Now she must have embraced some of it. 
to have this question come out of her without the angel rebuking her for unbelief. So this is a faith question. Whenever you question God it doesn't always mean you're challenging him or that you don't believe him. What this is is a faith question. She says I hear what you're saying but considering my situation and I'm not married how is this going to happen? And so because this is something that has never happened supernaturally before. She's got to get a full understanding of what God's going to do here. You may be the first person ever to be cured of some incurable cancer or something. That doesn't mean God won't do it for you. But if you will accept what he's telling you. Accept that He's that that he wants you well. Accept that he wants to heal you. And he, he wants you uh, delivered from this disease. He will give you more information on it if you need that. And so this is what she needed to know. Now why does she need to know? this particular thing she says how will this be seeing I know not a man the answer the angel said the Holy Spirit shall come upon you this is important for her to know because she might have hastened her marriage to Joseph in order to make this happen see we're always thinking on natural levels and that would have disqualified her for what God wanted her to have. Thank God we serve a merciful God. Because there are certain things that we will do sometimes and we'll try to hasten it by our natural stepping out and helping God kind of attitude. Got me? Because we're anxious for things. Look at, at Isaac. I look at Abraham and Sarah. Ishmael and Isaac so that's a common thing God will come and promise you something and the little wheels in your brain start turning and squeaking trying to figure out how do I get this to happen you don't think about the spirit of God coming upon you and overshadowing you and causing you to conceive what God has for you rather than you go out and conceive it on your own it's a common problem People will go out, they find out God wants to use them doing something. They set up some kind of artificial ministry or artificial situation that never, it's in in, uh, Ishmael, it never prospers, it never feeds anybody, it never uh, has got sanction on it, it's never anointed. All of those things will happen sometimes. But God in his mercy will come and give us another chance. Well with Mary there was not going to be another chance for this. The Bible says she would have to be a virgin at the time of the conception of the Messiah. So if she hastens her marriage to Joseph and thinks that they're thinking about a natural child born by natural means, she's going to mess this up. And so that's why she asked the angel, how is this going to happen? It would be something different if I were already married and having children. But this is not going to happen. So let me get a full understanding of what, what you want me to do here, angel. What are you talking about, angel? So the angel answered and said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. That's how everything we get in God happens. 
the Holy Spirit comes upon us to make that thing manifest inside of us makes that it 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 breaks the seal on the seed of the word on the inside of us if you will and how does that happen through meditation meditation when the seed of God's word comes into you it does nothing until it's meditated upon you got to go and you got to think that thing through you got to toss it back and forth in your mind you got to ponder it and then all of a sudden the rev- what we call revelation comes forth because that that hard outer shell of that seed of the word broke is broken and you get the light and you get the fullness of the word of god on the inside of you then you can go and walk it out man other than that all you're doing is trying to accomplish it in the flesh you just heard that word and you're gonna go do it now there are times God will catch up with people like that because they're so desirous of change you understand what I'm saying he'll make it rhema to you he'll make it living word on the inside of you at some point and so the the Copelands did that for years they they said that whatever we we decided whatever we saw in the word we were going to immediately put it into operation in our lives so that was the they had that much faith on it and it's not that it was a lifestyle and incorporated but they made up their minds they were going to do the word and so that God honored that and that allowed them to make that word full of revelation at some point they began to that word began to work and it began to open up and they began to get more understanding and all that kind of stuff and so these are the things though that that you you must understand are necessary ingredients whenever God gives you a promise that that word has to get in you and has to work in you and it has to begin to burst open on the inside of you so that it can produce what God wants it to produce so when she asks this question the angel tells her how this thing is going to happen it's the same thing that happened in creation with God the word came first and that's the angel telling her what God's going to do then the Holy Spirit comes and hovers over that word and makes it real brings it to life he animates the word he activates the word so he is the life and energy component of the word of God so all she had to do was take that word away from that conversation believing it and wait for the Holy Spirit to come and overshadow her and then make that word come alive on the inside of her wasn't that amazing everything that we get we that we get from God comes this way in fact everything you get period comes this way this is just the way of conception and the way of bringing forth and so forth and so on. Many times though when you try to bring things forth in the natural there's such opposition and hindrance we kind of quit on it. You know it just you know, it just seems impossible and it is in the natural. And so if we're smart we'll carry those impossibilities over into the realm of God's kingdom and, and we'll watch God manifest them and bring them to pass for us. So he says. And holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the son of God. And behold your cousin Elizabeth. She has also conceived a son in her old age. This is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. For with God. For with God. With God nothing shall be impossible. Mm -hmm. You know the world is trying to get this revelation. 
but they're running into problems with it they uh, you know how they'll tell each other oh you can be anything you want to be and if that's your dream don't let anybody stop your dream and you can you can they're they're they are searching for a way to make the cursed life a blessed life in other words people in the world understand that when you tell somebody you're going to be a great entertainer you're going to be a great football player everybody will tell them yet you can't do it and so they are trying to overcome but they're trying to do it in their limited natural means but a lot of them are getting over into that realm folks some of these people that um, practice you know they understand about paying the price for it and uh, you have to persevere and you have to work hard and you got to pay your dues all of those little coin phrases are phrases that people in the world use now they have those are kingdom principles folks the hand of the diligent makes rich you know if you overcome and persevere you'll get the crown of life so to speak so they're looking at truth from God's word and they're trying to apply it but they're killing themselves doing it and oftentimes it doesn't come to pass but even with the small tools that they have they're using their little tools trying to make it work they're even getting over into the realm where um, sacrifice doesn't hurt them like it does the believer you mentioned the word sacrifice in the church. Jesus is our sacrifice. Yeah, we don't have to sacrifice anything. You know, they want to, you know, inherit flesh and flesh and blood always wants to inherit. That's our problem here in this kingdom. We want flesh and blood to go over and enjoy. God can give you a, a promise in the spirit and then your flesh gets involved, wants to come to the party and eat up everything you got me and so when we start thinking that way we can see how people in the world have overcome that concept they're always wiser in their generation they expect trouble and they've already motivated themselves that that's going to happen and whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger as one of their little songs that they sing so they're poised and they're braced for opposition trouble and all of that and they know that they're going to endure it and come out on top on the other side much much more than we got it folks we think if we confess something long enough it'll show up at the front door you got me it's nothing about tribulation trouble even though jesus warned us of it over and over and over again and we don't expect it we don't want it we just think everything's going to be rosy you know we still think that because that's the one thing that will turn a saint around in a hurry. Is the devil rearing his ugly head. And they looking at that. And then they'll. Well maybe God doesn't want me to have it. Get mad at God. Want to quit serving. Quit coming to church. Quit doing everything. Because of something that the world's already telling one another. That that's going to happen. But that's going to motivate you to get stronger. Because you can. You got me? So they already know it's coming. And they're perched for it. And they're ready to overcome it. And they're ready to fight it and duke it out. Because it's worth it. You're going to be stronger when this is. And it'll be so bad. It's going to almost like it's going to kill you. But you're going to overcome it. And it's going to make you stronger. And they just accept that. 
And you hear that, and a lot of them, they're, you know, they go around and give their little testimonies. Well, I was homeless, and I was this, and I was that, and then, you know, I just one day got up and started doing it, and then motivated, and blah, 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 blah. Hmm? no God in it, but they overcome. You got me? Only to meet another curse somewhere down there. You know, it works out not well for them, but they don't believe that. They believe that it's going to work out. And so as believers, then, we have to be even more diligent in picking up the word. Because we're the ones with the assurance that it works together for our good. See, that's we have that assurance, they don't. So they, they work in a false assurance, but it motivates them not to quit, not to give up. We should be the same way, even more so. So she says, he tells her, with God nothing shall be impossible. So that's the key that we have that the world doesn't have. We're with God. And when we get faint or we get weary or we get stagnant and unbelief, we can hold on to that. We can come back to, now God, I know you told me this was going to happen. I know you told me. Did I miss something here? Am I hearing you clearly? Can you explain to me? It's like Mary asked the the angel for clarification we can do the same thing and make sure we're clear about what our responsibility is in these things and so uh, Mary said at the end behold the handmaiden of the Lord in other words I'm here as a servant I'm not trying to be anybody I think that's a good thing to put in there because so many times we hear prophecy and part of that our flesh catches part of it and we get puffed up so it's good to be a servant at the end of the conversation you know at the end of the prophecy i'm just going to relax and let god do this okay i'm not going to try and take any credit for it i'm not going to add anything to it Uh, if i repeat it to somebody i'm not going to add a zillion other things in there you know what i'm saying (laughs) oh yeah he said i'm going to go all over the world with this (laughs) <laughs> It'll be in every household. You didn't hear that. And so you have to submit to it. And the best way to do that is see yourself as a servant. Huh? The handmaiden of the Lord. I don't have any interest in this. I'm not trying to get puffed up about it. I'm not trying to work this on my own. I think I'll just believe God and trust him. And let him lead me into the manifestation of it. And and so it's easier that way. And so with God nothing shall be impossible. And she said okay well let me submit to God in this. And he said let it be unto me according to your word. And so... When God is speaking words to us, those words will cause us to conceive what he has for us. It's very important to hear that word that the Lord has. That's why we we put prophecies on tape. Because we know in the hurry of things and confusion of things, people can miss what God is saying to them. And so you have an opportunity to go back and hear it again. You know, and and make it real. It's good in our day and age because there's so many voices out here that we give our ear to. And some of them we do it on purpose and some of them they're just there, you know. And we have to be careful to keep that. The other thing is that we need to understand that we'll be able to carry these things into their 
their maturity. If you back up in verse 36 it says your cousin Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age and it's already the sixth month with her. The sixth month or getting into the seventh month is always the um, and it always has been the minimum level for viability of a baby outside of the womb. So what God is saying here is that if I give you a promise and you conceive it it's going to go into maturity. It's going to come to pass in other words. It is going to be healthy. It's going to be strong. It's going to be able to live on its own. In other words it will be a viable living thing once I tell you. And if you hold on to it it will come to pass. It won't quit. It won't be aborted. It won't be just a whim. It won't be something that will get away from you uh, if you stay with God. And so the fact that Elizabeth was able to carry hers to full term and Mary would be able to also means that God is in it and God means for it to live so these things that sometimes that we we know that God's promised us in the past uh, we quit on them you know it's it's like saying that you would quit on a healthy pregnancy you you know pregnancy really takes on a life of its own all the mother has to do is cooperate uh, by eating when she's hungry basically you know, uh, there's so many. Uh, when I worked in in hospitals, you'd see some of the most amazing things um, in in that area of maternity and childbirth and and all of that. You know, you'd see some. Uh, Women that would come in because they had a back pain and and then there's a baby born. Well, I didn't even know I was pregnant. I mean, I remember. Well, God slipped one in on you, probably because He had to. You know, some of the little nosy bumpkins and you know that kind of thing. But God manages to get life here uh, in spite of us. Uh, sometimes women wouldn't have very good prenatal care. You know what they call prenatal care. Like God can't tell you if you know start craving certain things is because there's a deficiency and you need it for the baby that's pretty much what that's about and uh, you know but sometimes just an ordinarily healthy woman you know they just bring forth a a healthy baby without a lot of muss and fuss you know I know when we used to do teaching to expectant mothers you know it's well you got to have all these vitamins and you got to have all this extra stuff and make sure you put your feet up and nah, 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 nah. and sometimes these women go to work and I can remember some nurses that you know they'd be in maternity on their backs one day and two days later they're on the floor where I said where'd you come from and they're back on the floor working taking care of patients you got me it's one of those things where the supernatural of God can take over in bringing forth life and he can bring it forth in a variety of different vessels and and they somehow are able to cooperate and get life here and so when we think about these things we understand then the miraculous power of God in bringing forth that which he will honor in the earth see there's some things that he needs to bring into the earth through his favored people you got me through people who will lay down their lives and say I'm just your handmaiden I'm just a servant I don't have any interest in this outside of doing what you want me to do let me just lay all this down and and then be able to carry through what you want me to carry through 
that's how you get loved ones saved. You know, you can't you can't be blasting them all the time and lording it all over people. You have to lay down your little agenda, you know, which is a whole different story, but you know that that thing's got to be laid down. Is this is the key here? This is verse thirty-eight. It's very important. Once you understand the full picture from God, then you got to assume the the appropriate role in life. You got to assume the appropriate position there and be God's servant. That's what you want to do. You want to be there. Uh, uh, just like a mother is more or less a passive element in the birth of that child. Her what she desires and all that she has a stand down from her whatever she usually would do and everything then is invested into that new life uh, that she carries so you know some things have to be done um, I was thinking about it I, I uh, had got a um, you know I get all these little email things and uh, I got a little email where are they now you know uh, they always track these what used to be child stars or important people <laughs> in Hollywood and all of this and uh, there was a woman uh, that was a um, a movie star like during the 60s and 70s when I was young young and, and I remember her being a star because I used to see her she was in the old there was a Batman series on TV and she played Catwoman uh huh, and her name was Julie Newmar. She was a very tall woman, and all of that. And they were asking where she was, and all this kind of stuff. And um, she had dropped out of Hollywood. She got pregnant. She wasn't married. Decided she, you know, have a baby because I guess that's that was the going thing then, the end thing. Always been the end thing, but you know, it's more more prevalent during that time. And the baby was born with some type of birth defect. And she so was invested in this baby that she just walked away from the little, you know, star life and spent like the next 20 or 25 years taking care of this child who was totally dependent upon her and a series of nurses and doctors and nannies throughout that child's life for uh, what they needed. And sometimes, you know, it's like that when when there's a promise of God given to your life. You know, the thing you thought your life was going to be about... It's not about that anymore. You know, it gets to be about taking care of that new life that God brings to you because he so loves you, he's blessed you with it. And so these things are very important for us to take note of, folks, is how the impossible becomes possible when there's human element involved in it. See, that human element has to be have the favor of God and the calling of God to complete that because only God knows who who's going to be faithful to do it and only God knows who's going to be up to the to the job in doing it and then we have to lay down anything else that we are invested in uh, until that's brought forth the right way you know and so but whatever God gives you 
he's going to bring it to pass you know he wants you to he don't care how impossible it sounds to you and how impossible it sounds to anybody else but he will definitely uh, bring those things to pass and so uh, she was able to come into a new identity even Mary had to let go of her old identity which the this God will change you uh, his plan and his impossible in your life will change you uh, she was known as just a, a humble uh, handmaiden at first but then she got elevated uh, to be the earthly mother of the son of God and so uh, I don't care what it might and sometimes it seems like a decrease and, and that's the other thing too uh, sometimes in receiving the word from God and, and some of the things that we go through because we have to humble ourselves to God it might seem like some type of a demotion you know her being pregnant and unmarried uh, there was a stigma attached to that so there's going to be some some things there that you'll have to sacrifice your reputation your good name you're not going to look good all the time serving God you're not going to look like top dog or, or something like that but the at the end of it you've got to stay with it until you bring forth what God has for you you're, you're in a place of bringing forth and not a place of uh, being exalted because of what you brought forth you got to stay till you get it forth first you know you got to stay in that place and so Mary was willing to do that as quite a sacrifice for somebody young woman her age but see no matter what the sacrifice there is a peace in God and a place in God where you can abide in peace and safety and comfort because God has you and he has has that uh, understanding he's given you that understanding that it's all totally worth it because of his involvement in it amen so why don't we stop now father in heaven we thank you for your word and for giving us understanding giving us a desire to have your word dwell richly in us and having a place where we can receive your word and examine your word and get your word in us Lord of a truth we thank you for that father and we bless you in Jesus name amen praise God if anybody needs prayer you can come on up and get prayer